Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I'm on a bluff partway up West Mountain in Utah County overlooking Utah Lake, and it is just kind of desolate up here. The, uh, the wind just never, never stops. And so everything that grows here is very low to the ground. There is some grass because we're not quite late enough in the year, but I expect that has about a month. Lots and lots of shells and casings up here, broken bottles. Signs telling people to be careful when they shoot that they have a backstop and not to use any explosive targets. Abandoned campfires, just crusty, dirty. The wind is cold and I am cold. But I'm gonna read three poems by Stephen Crane today. I saw a man. I saw a man pursuing the horizon. Round and round they sped. I was disturbed at this. I accosted the man. It is futile, I said. You can never. You lie, he cried and ran on. In the desert. In the desert I saw a creature, naked, bestial, who squatting upon the ground held his heart in his hands and ate of it. I said, is it good, friend? It is bitter, bitter, he answered. But I like it because it is bitter and because it is my heart. We'll get to the third poem in just a minute, but these two poems and the last one that I'm going to read later as well were published in 1905 by Crane in a book called The Black Riders and Other Lines. This was 10 years after he had published his great work, The Red Badge of Courage, which you probably know is about the Civil War. It was originally published serially in newspapers and later collected into a novel, made his name. And look at these two poems. Boy, there is something that is deeply, oh, I don't know, upsetting definitely in that second one. I mean, consider this creature and just what it looks like. His description, naked and bestial squatting on the ground and it's eating its own heart. Why is he writing this poem? What is he actually saying in this poem about this creature that he talks to in a very conversational type way, calls it friend? Got an interesting word choice there. Why call it friend? Is it actually his friend? Doesn't feel like something you would want to be friends with. In the first poem I read, the man pursuing the horizon 
doing something which cannot be accomplished. And the man says, you lie when the speaker tries to stop him. You lie and runs on. There might be something optimistic in that, but also something completely absurd. Who is the winner in that? The smart man who tries to stop him? The man pursuing the horizon? You know, the ambiguity in that, you could read it and say, ah, pursuing our dreams. Crane is telling people that they need to pursue their dreams. Or you could read it and say, Crane is trying to help out this man because he will never ever accomplish it. Not only that, he'll never even get close to accomplishing it because it's something that cannot be done. You can take those what you will. Crane wrote lots of these, these short little poems that tell a little anecdote, a little story. But there is something, especially in I Saw a Man, that feels very appropriate for talking about poetry. I spent a minute on this and searched online to see if there was anything that I needed to know from the context. And so I typed in Stephen Crane, I saw a man analysis. And then what I read kind of broke my heart. Lots of people saying, what does the poem mean? And that I would submit is and always is the wrong question to be asking about poetry. Stop asking what a poem means. What we need to ask is what does a poem do? What does a poem do to you? What effect is it trying to have? And if you can get the effect the poem is trying to have, then you've made it. If the meaning could be nailed down in a single statement, even in a single paper written by a high school junior using ChatGPT, then it wouldn't be much of a poem. Ambiguity is inherent and necessary. It's what makes poetry fun to read. And so trying to nail it down, ugh, what does it mean? Who cares what it means? But what is it doing? What does the poem do? What does the poem make you feel? Sometimes we do need to unpack it a little bit. We need to pry and probe a little bit. We need to figure out what little pieces are saying so that we can figure out what it's doing. But at the end of the day, the, the thing with poetry is not about what it means, but what it does. So these two poems, in some respects, are pretty straightforward. The language is easy. The story is straightforward, even if it is hard to picture. Like, who can really imagine a creature eating its own heart, some naked bestial thing? Not I. Or even if I could, I'm not sure I want to. I think it's a Francisco Goya painting about what Jupiter eating his children. I'll link to it in the notes. But that's kind of what I picture it looking like. Why would something enjoy it because it is bitter? What sort of a self-mutilating, self-punishing creature enjoys the bitter? Since these images and this language is straightforward and I don't need to describe it, I will though ask you, when I read it the next time, to think about what this poem does to you, what it does in your head, what it makes you feel, not just what it makes you think.
But there is one more poem, which is a little less cynical, that I want to read by Stephen Crane, called In Heaven. In heaven, some little blades of grass stood before God. What did you do? Then all save one of the little blades began eagerly to relate the merits of their lives. This one stayed a small way behind, ashamed. Presently, God said, and what did you do? The little blade answered, oh my Lord, memory is bitter to me. For if I did good deeds, I know not of them. Then God in his splendor arose from his throne. Oh, best little blade of grass, he said. Here in this poem, we have talking grass and a God who wants to hear what grass does. Grass apparently does good deeds. So yes, it's a metaphor. And yes, it's unspecified. So yes, we have to figure it out on our own. But what do we know about grass? It doesn't live long. It's all basically the same. And what does it do? It grows. We walk on it. Any individual specific blade of grass is, is not important from our perspective but they are in this poem. This poem talking about the God who takes note of even a sparrow's fall. Crane takes it even further. And God takes note of every individual blade of grass. Let's do all three poems one more time. I saw a man pursuing the horizon Round and round they sped. I was disturbed at this. I accosted the man. It is futile, I said. You can never. You lie, he cried, and ran on. In the desert I saw a creature, naked, bestial, who, squatting on the ground, held his heart in his hands and ate of it. I said, is it good, friend? It is bitter, bitter, he answered. But I like it because it is bitter and because it is my heart. In heaven, some little blades of grass stood before God. What did you do? Then all save one of the little blades began eagerly to relate the merits of their lives. This one stayed a small way behind, ashamed. Presently God said, and what did you do? The little blade answered, oh my Lord, memory is bitter to me, for if I did good deeds, I know not of them. Then God in all his splendor arose from his throne. Oh, best little blade of grass, he said. Lucky Words is always recorded live and on location 
You can get the text of today's poem in the show notes or on the podcast website, luckywords.net. There you can also leave comments, suggestions, thoughts, corrections, arguments, or you can just sign up for my weekly email that will give you some interesting and thought-provoking content for your inbox and tries hard not to be annoying. Until next time, and now get outside and read something cool.